This is the Frey Podcast, brought to you by thefrey.com, a place for women who want more from life. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to today's podcast episode. It's a solo one, and this episode is all about you. Now, you can use this episode as a journaling prompt kind of episode if you would like to. In fact, I do recommend that you do it that way in terms of listening to these prompts, asking yourself these questions, and being really honest with whatever comes up for you and putting pen to actual paper. Now that said, I know it's a luxury to go, oh yes, I've definitely got time to do that today, Kylie. And if you don't have time, that's okay. I think you'll still get a lot out of this episode if you just allow yourself to be curious. And as I'm moving through these prompts and having this discussion with you, for you, allow yourself to just feel and notice whatever it is that comes up to the surface. Of course, I'm a big believer in sitting down and journaling, but I'm a huge believer that we can change our lives and take action just from a little thought that gets sparked. There have been so many times in my life where I've heard someone say something on a podcast or I've read something in a book and it just stays with me and then it shapes future decisions. And sometimes it's a really obvious thing that stays with you and other times it's more of this kind of like insidious little thought or question mark that keeps circling back to you in quiet times. So still stick with this episode, even if you don't have the time to sit down and journal on it, because I think you'll find that answers come to you just as you are listening. So the reason I'm recording this podcast episode is to hopefully help incite some self-awareness and self-reflection and encourage you to make this year the year that you truly get to know yourself more than ever. I've said it a lot in podcasts in the past, but we are always becoming new versions of ourselves, and it is important to stop and check and see where we're at and how we feel about ourselves. When we don't know ourselves, we run the risk of feeling quite empty, unfulfilled. We can also choose relationships and connections that are not satisfying. Um, When you don't know your true authentic self, you struggle with boundaries and you struggle to have joy and pleasure in your life. When you do know yourself, it really can help you to let go of any self-doubt or if if not let go of all of it, to at least be able to talk back rationally when you're having those self-doubt thoughts or imposter syndrome thoughts. 
Knowing yourself will improve your emotional intelligence and therefore allow you to know the people in your life on a deeper level. How well you know yourself is how well you have the ability to form deep connections. Because if you ignore parts of yourself and don't hold space for the difficult parts of yourself or you don't nurture the beautiful parts of yourself that you really enjoy, it's going to be very challenging to do that for the people in your life. You have to do it for yourself first and foremost. It's going to help with compassion, knowing your worth, um, and just an overall sense of life satisfaction will be improved by knowing yourself more. And sometimes when we hear that term, like knowing myself more, it can be a bit frightening because there are parts of ourselves that we pack up and we hide away and we don't want to look at. We'd much rather look anywhere else. But if we allow ourselves to go there, to look into the like corners of our souls and know ourselves and identify the parts that we want to work on, it's like giving ourselves like a really big hug and being like, you know what? You're okay. It's that self-acceptance, which is really going to go a long way. So for today's episode, I have a couple of things that I want to share with you in terms of journaling prompts or thought provokers. The first thing that you really need to know about yourself is you need to know your top values in life. If you don't know your top values in life, it's very hard to feel, to feel, excuse me, a sense of fulfillment. So our values change over time. And you can go through a values finding exercise. We have one in the blueprint. It's really simple and I think it's quite enjoyable as well. The exercise in the blueprint takes you through a whole uh, plethora of words and you go through and you choose the words that jump out to you and feel important. And then you go through a process of narrowing them down, narrowing them down, grouping them together. And you end up with like your three core values, three to five core values definitely do that if you have no idea what they are. But when it comes to knowing your values, a simple kind of hack to have some insight into what it is that you value the most is to ask yourself what triggers you the most. When is it in life that you find yourself feeling frustrated, upset, having a big reaction? I know for me, I'm often triggered, activated, annoyed, bothered, all of the things when generosity is compromised, when someone is really not generous or fair, that's something that really bothers me. So I know that fairness is one of my top values. I always try to be fair to the people in my life. I try to be fair to myself. And when someone's not fair to me, that really sends me. And so that's one of the ways that I know it's important to me. Because if it wasn't important to me, I wouldn't be as uh, responsive to it being compromised. So you need to know your top values in life. When you know those as well, it makes it so much easier to make big decisions because you can literally look at those three to five words and go, okay, these are my values. Maybe it's you know, I'll just pull some out of thin air. Maybe it's love, um, connection, growth, joy, whatever it is. When you are faced with a tough decision, 
or a decision you're just not sure which way you're meant to go, your values can be like guiding posts in the night. They can guide you to where you should go and where is going to be best for you. So absolutely, number one, know your values. Number two, you need to know your strengths. We live in a world where it's not always uh, super acceptable to talk about your own strengths. It's much more palatable to talk about your weaknesses. And our default setting is often to talk about our weaknesses. Or if someone does notice one of our strengths, to then make sure they're really aware that for that one strength, we have 20 weaknesses. You know, we don't want to get too big for our boots. But right now in your life, you deserve to know what your strengths are and to really own them. So have a little bit of a think. What do you do naturally really well? What comes to you with ease? You can ask the people in your life as well. Turn to your partner, your friends, your family, and ask them, what do you see as my top strengths? And of course, number three, the flip side to that is to know your weaknesses. What are the areas in life or in personality or just in general that you're a little weaker in, that you could improve on? We all have them. So what are your weaknesses? Often it's comfortable to kind of tell other people what our weaknesses are, but sometimes we have weaknesses that exist within that we've not allowed to come to the surface and we've not shone any light on. You know, maybe it's something like you'll tell people how you're useless with time management. You'll be like, oh, yes, I'm really good at that, but you should see I can't get out the door on time no matter what I do. You know, that's an example of a weakness, but maybe a deeper weakness that you don't share with other people, a vulnerable weakness is something like you don't speak your truth or you don't value yourself or you don't love yourself or you question yourself more than you like question yourself in, a, in the way of through that real negative lens. So what are your personal weaknesses Yes, you can share the ones that you happily tout to other people, but what are the ones inside of you that you don't often talk about or think about? Number four, what do you believe love means? It's a big one. What is love to you? Number five, what brings you joy And what brings you pleasure? So what makes you feel so excitedly happy and joyful? And what gives you pleasure in your body and your mind? Where are the moments in life where you allow that pleasure to overwhelm your whole system? We're actually doing um, the theme of desire for our Venti members, So if you're feeling really disconnected from pleasure, definitely grab yourself a Venti membership. Come on over and have a listen to those episodes. I think that you'll get a lot out of it. I know I remember hearing someone say years and years ago that often women, we cut ourselves off from pleasure. And then I kind of went on to think about how we are so often the gatekeepers of our own pleasure. 
like making sure everyone else is good, everyone else is enjoying themselves, but that's not for us. You know, we don't deserve that. We've got other things to do first. And thinking like that, I think is really sad. We're going to get to the end of our lives and go, oh, I wish I allowed more pleasure in. I wish I wasn't the gatekeeper. I wish I unlocked the gate, opened that door and let more joy and pleasure come in. So what do you do that brings you those two emotions? Number six, what am I most ashamed of? Or what parts of myself do I hide away from others? Now, similar to that inner weakness that you might not talk about, I want you to go a layer deeper. Are there things in your past that you are ashamed of? Are there thoughts that you have that you are ashamed of? Are there parts of you that you hide? You know, just the other night I was saying to Brendan, you know, we were talking about dating people in the past and whatnot. And I was saying to him, like, there's no way I would have let people I dated in the past see certain parts of my personality. You know, I would have made sure that I had that, like, just in in check before I was around them. And I guess that comes from a place of fear, fear and worthiness, like a lack of self-worthiness to go, oh, I have to be a certain way so that that person loves and accepts me. And that's really hard. But what are the parts of yourself that you might be ashamed of or that you hide away or that you've hidden away in the past? Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Number seven, how, when, and who makes you feel safe? When does your nervous system feel at rest? Where are the places, the people, just the situations when you feel completely secure and safe? Number nine. I think I went from seven to nine. Uh, Let's go number eight. Um, What coping strategies do you have when you're stressed? We all need to know this about ourselves. It's very easy to move through our lives and not realize how we act when we are under pressure. You know, because when we're under pressure and we're stressed and we're tense and we're worried and we're whatever, we're just focused on getting through. But how do we present to the world and how do we actually cope? What is it that you do and is it a healthy way of coping? For some people listening, coping strategies when stressed could be things like substance abuse, and that would be an unhealthy way because it's likely damaging or derailing, taking away from your values, an unhealthy way of coping. Someone else might go for a run, go for a walk, um, and they might seem healthy on the surface, but it really does depend on the individual. But what is it that you do when you're stressed 
And is it a good way of coping or do you need to readjust how you're showing up there? Number nine, who do I share things with when they're either good or bad? Imagine you've just received some of the best news ever. Who's the first person that you want to tell? Why is that the first person that you want to tell? And the same goes for hard things and bad news. Who is it that you turn to when you have something heavy that you need to discuss? Why is it that person that you feel safe sharing that with? Next up, how do I let myself down? How do you let yourself down? What are the ways, and these could be really big things, you know, maybe you let yourself down because you've never uh, pursued a dream that you have. You know, there's something within you that you just have this feeling that, you know, you should, you know, you want to do, you feel like you should do, it's your purpose, but you let yourself down because you have limiting beliefs. Or maybe you let yourself down because you don't speak up and say what you want to say. Or you accept relationships that aren't serving you. Maybe it's little things. Maybe you let yourself down by not having breakfast every day and you know that you should. Whatever whatever comes up for you. We're all in different seasons of our life. For some people... It's going to be really deep and meaningful what lets you down. And for other people, it could be more surface level and be like, I let myself down because I only do my washing once a week and then it drives me insane. So just ask yourself that question. You don't have to go a bridge further with that either. You know, you surely you could. You could sit down and write out all the ways that you let yourself down and then create an action plan to improve on them. But right now, this episode, this moment in time is not about taking actions to improve. It's just having the thoughts and noticing. Everything good starts with a thought. Like you've just got to notice that thought and feel it. Last but not least, how do you love yourself? What are the ways that you show yourself love? How do you honor yourself each and every day? I know there will be people listening who are drawing a blank right now, who don't know how they love themselves, and that's okay. It's okay. You're probably just in a time, in a season in your life right now, at a moment where you've been disconnected from what you need and really focused on other people and outside circumstances. But today I want you to ask yourself, how do you love yourself? If you are drawing a blank, then I want you to ask yourself, how can I love myself? How should I love myself? And again, you might have really deep stuff come up for you. You know, you might hear me ask you that question and go, oh my gosh, I know that I need to leave my relationship so that I can love myself. Or you might go, oh gosh, I need to go and drink some water because I need to love the body that I'm in and hydrate. It just, it it depends where you are in life, what's going to come up for you. 
But those are some prompts for you to go through. I think there are 11 because I wrote down seven, nine, skip date, 11, maybe 12 prompts on how you can get to know yourself better, right? And I know it can seem selfish to focus on yourself, particularly if you were raised to be a martyr, but it's not because when you know yourself, you can grow and you can hold space for the people in your life and you can know the people in your life with more compassion, know them more intimately, know them more respectfully. But it all starts with how you know and feel about yourself and you have a right to live a very authentic life and answering these prompts, knowing your values, your strengths, your weaknesses, defining what love means to you. You know, you get to choose what brings you joy and pleasure. What are you ashamed of? Who makes you feel safe? How do you cope when you're stressed? Who do you share things with when you have something to say? How are you letting yourself down? And again, that big one, how can you love yourself? All right. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast episode. As always, it would mean the world if you let me know. If you're comfortable, pop it up on your Instagram stories and tag me. If not, you can always slide into my DMs. I appreciate you listening and I will speak with you really, really soon. Don't forget, If you want to actually follow some framework to uncover your values and work on your identity, grab yourself a copy of the blueprint. It is online now. You will receive it instantly and you also have unlimited access to the audio version. So if you find yourself in those moments, those times in life when you're like, oh, I'm a bit wobbly and I don't know what's going on for myself, you can tune into that audio version and steer things back onto the right path for yourself. All right, so the blueprint is from thefray.com. Everything's in the show notes. I look forward to speaking with you soon. This is what I want. This is what I need. If you don't have to go, I can set you free. on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.